So before we start today's episode, I want to take a minute to talk about what's going on in the world right now. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, I'm of course talking about the global protests that started with the killing of George Floyd, and then we have the ongoing police retaliation that's been happening in response. Uh, you know, unfortunately, those things are nothing new, but I feel like we've been seeing this all on a scale that um, I know I've never seen before in my lifetime. Uh, and, you know, it's I think it's been good to see so many people getting out there and, you know, bravely putting themselves out there to take a stand. But uh, it's also just been sickening to watch um, not just the... Not just the violence from the, the police response, but also the way that they've just been flaunting their complete lack of accountability. You know, the masks are off at this point. Uh, you know, when you get, you know, officers attacking and arresting reporters on camera uh, on live TV, it's kind of uh, terrifying. Uh, in addition to, you know, the usual, uh, you know, beating and shooting and gassing, um, it's been really difficult to uh to watch and uh to process um needless to say uh anime and doing a podcast have not been a priority in my mind at all this past week as i'm sure it has for everybody and i have honestly been on the fence about doing an episode at all of the podcast this week for our regularly uh scheduled episode but i think there are two reasons that we decided to go ahead with it um, one is that, you know, we wanted to make our own statement in support of the protests. Um, you know, the podcast is our furthest reaching platform at this point. So that seemed like the best option to me to say something. So, um, you know, just in case there's any question at this point, you know, we are in support of the protesters. Yeah, you know, we're, we support the, the Black Lives Matter movement and all the changes that are being called for. That's, you know, not just ending the police brutality, but also changing the systems in place that are supporting it. You know, whether that's the racism, white supremacy, all this disgusting bootlicking fascism, all these things that have been baked into how our country operates since day one. And they're kind of all just coming to the spotlight again uh, over the past couple of years. And all of it's got to go. So, um... You know, I don't really know if this is the appropriate place to get more into detail or nuance on any of that. But, you know, just so, you know, we can say where we stand on it. And I would just, you know, say a few other things to ask everyone is, um, you know, just please try and stay informed about what's happening. You know, why these issues are important. You know, listen to the primary sources, the, the, the marginalized people that are... Uh, affected the most, uh, you know, listen to what they're telling us, you know, from there, you know, figure out what's, what you can do in your circumstances. I don't know what that is, could be your time or money, whatever you can give, just figure it out and do it. And, you know, finally, you know, at the end of the day, once we've done what we can, just, you know, try and find time to take care of yourself. And, you know, I hope that doesn't sound patronizing coming from somebody who has the privilege to take a break if I have to. But, you know, just think of it as, you know, we need to, at some point you got to recharge the batteries and get ready to fight another day. So 
that's kind of the second reason why I think we decided to go ahead with doing an episode is, you know, this is something that we, we do for fun, that we enjoy doing, and, you know, we want to take a break. And, you know, more importantly, we hope that for anybody listening, if, you know, us telling bad jokes about cartoons for 90 minutes helps you take a break in any way as well, then, you know, mission accomplished. And we can get back and start up the fight again tomorrow. So um, that's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, I don't know if you all had anything you wanted to add before we go ahead with the episode. That was really well put, Jill. I think uh, you really covered your bases there um, Mm -hmm. in a very, in your classic, uh, charismatic, diplomatic way. Um, You know, and I think that's important. You know, I think that. You know, again, like, to all the people out there that are, you know, out in the streets or donating, like, you know, keep at it, man. I mean, keep at it. Keep fighting because, you know, hey, it it was people making their voices heard that got all four of the cops involved charged. But charged doesn't mean anything. Like you know that that just means they're going to court like like we need to keep making noise until they receive the judgment that they deserve like we th- this is only the beginning right like this is there's this still is, a lot of fight left to go there is yeah. still a lot of fight left to do and you know like jail since you said like all the good nice stuff now i get to say the fiery shit so <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm I'm not as angry as I was before about all this. I've taken some time to, to cool off, but I'll just say... If you're on the fences about all of this, or if, if you look at the widespread and blatant brutality that is being committed by the authorities across the country, and you find their actions to be necessary, defensible, or, or God forbid, acceptable, um, I, I need you to re-examine your prejudices. I, I, I need you to take a real hard look at why you think that rioting and destruction of property is considered a worse sin than the systematic murder of people of color in this country. And... If you truly believe that everyone in this country should be entitled to the same rights and liberties, then why do you support an institution that so obviously uh, does not? Because at the end of the day, if you think law and order uh, uh, supersede the liberty and basic dignity of marginalized groups in this country, then maybe you don't. And... Maybe you need to take a closer look, and and that's all I got. So agreed, yep. definitely agreed. If uh, you know that, that's about all we got to say on that for now, uh, and you know, we'll I guess we'll try and get into doing an episode here. Start so, the music. Yep. <laughs> we'll start the music. <laughs> Hello, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Um, I think this is we're, we're we're getting toward the end of the spring season here. I think this is the last time we're going to talk God, about these shows <laughs> before the final impressions. We'll we'll have like our preview next, our season preview next week. But it's all coming down to the wire here. Everything being delayed has completely destroyed my sense of time of. How long yeah. the season has been? We've had we even had a new show starting, which yeah, we'll talk about. Right. Seasons, seasons. What's that? I yeah. <laughs> anime just comes out whenever it feels like now. Yeah, thanks Netflix. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that, but yeah. Uh, so this is our last chance to make any uh, final wild speculation or any thoughts before shows start uh-huh. wrapping up. So uh, let's do it. Uh huh. Um, just by way of introduction, I'm Jill. I am joined, as always, by Iroh. Still here. Not dead yet. I'm joined by G. What's good, everyone? And we are joined again this week by Artemis. Hey, I am glad to be here. (laughs) Yes, and we are happy to have you. Um, All right. So, uh, like I said, we got... This is kind of our last chance to go over these shows before they end. But before we get into our regularly scheduled shows, we wanted to talk about a couple other things uh one of them as we mentioned was a new show that debuted uh this week on netflix uh-huh. you know netflix thanks netflix Japan. for your complete disregard of anime season timing but uh they did did they drop the whole show or just no, a couple episodes so based on they dropped the episodes one through five okay. my understand like my assumption based on seeing episode two is that the show is in this show contains multiple arcs, and it seems as if they dropped the first arc uh, at once. Really, okay. my my assumption was more this, they're just doing a BNA of just well, we're just releasing the first half. You know, there's whatever. that too, but they've announced three batches so far. I okay. see. So before we get too deep into it, the the show we're talking about is the Great Pretender. Just Actually, Great Pretender. <laughs> Or Great Pretender. I know, I know. It's because the song, the original Freddie Mercury song, is The Great Pretender. Okay. Well, it's not yes. even an original Freddie Mercury song, but uh, okay. Fuck <laughs> Freddie made it his, okay? You all, you all know what I'm talking about. Um, so, uh-huh. I, other than the association with uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, I do not know anything about this but you all have watched it and seem to have a pretty high opinion of it it's uh, it's now the best the best show of the season oh, it's, so good. <laughs> it's it's so good so what's the uh what's the what's the premise on this one so, well first of all you should definitely hear the my anime list premise if you oh, have you not want, seen it already do you have it on do you have it on, on <laughs> yeah yeah i do i do here we go so here's all you need to know only dads caps lock are our targets Trick you, deceive you, cheat all fortunes of you. You can hear our stories in LA, Singapore, London, Shanghai, and Tokyo. Why? Our con game, caps lock, stage is the whole world. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Perfect. That's, that's so now be, that you know everything you just, need to know about what should, this anime is about. It should just be surrounding the logo, honestly. Like... Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, if that, t- if that, if that's, card. yeah, if that's if that's a description was like the English subtitle 
of of the show, <laughs> uh, like Leave some real like no guns life shit. Yes, just. <laughs> but yes, but, uh, it's uh, it's like a heist slash con man type show, uh, basically. Okay, like yeah, uh, you have the main character who's a Japanese guy who uh, kind of gets wrapped up in a con in Los Angeles with uh, a Frenchman and his his uh, goons and gets in over his head and but he's the best con man in japan so you know you just gotta roll with it right like the important <laughs> thing to, to to mention here is that the main character is himself a con man but uh he gets yes. conned by bigger cons and <laughs> uh the it the show seems to be building up toward to, to an escalation of their uh, increasingly uh, uh ballsier larger cons on each other and their marks what what um what time period is this? Is this modern day or? It seems like modern. it's modern day. At there one was point, the, there was there the was line, the 90s. right? The line where the dude said, "Welcome to the nineties." Oh, you slash know, welcome is, to the Heisei. Right, that is true. So I guess the implication. Also, is like, the the way it was so easy for him to get on an international flight. Right, tells yeah. me yeah. this is yeah. pre nine eleven. Also, I take that back. I said modern day, but that's because to me the nineties weren't that long ago. But that was <laughs> yeah. like. 20 years, years ago. ago, so actually, yeah. well, no, I mean, not modern still, day. <laughs> I would still count that the as modern, modern era. but not present day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, that's a good but, way to put it. Yeah, but, but for all other intents and purposes, it's, it's, it seems fairly present day still. Like, there's no kind of other callbacks right. that I saw. Nobody has whipped out a smartphone. Which yeah. I feel like is the That's telltale. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for it to lean more into the 90s-ness, but for now, yes, so... You know, yeah, so basically it's... I think it was really important to watch the first two episodes of Great Pretender because I think they do a really good job of immediately establishing the scope and ambitions of the show, actually. Because the first episode, you know, like many anime, is very impressive, right? It has spectacle, uh-huh. it, has, it has aesthetic, it has snappy, effective writing, it sets up its premise extremely well. And it's it's very it's really good. Definitely not taken away from that. Like the characters, the three uh, main characters kind of already have an interesting dynamic. Uh, the show looks fantastic. Like mm-hmm. um, Twitch Je- studio. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like for you, those of you who are watching uh, Kakashi Goto, you might actually notice that that show and uh, Great Pretender are both kind of um, kind of evoking the city pop album art style. Um, nice you know nice. yeah you know the the you know the plastic loves and the tatsuru Yama, Yama, uh, yamashitas you know that kind of like very like saturated kind of pastel look with the mm-hmm. thin outlines very it's very bright very pop very yeah um, yeah yeah and it's i think it's a really good art style to pick especially because it is i mean it's 90s and you know city pops kind of prime time was more the 80s but it does a good job of like giving the whole show like a little bit of a vintage look you know it just mm-hmm. feels slightly different from you know all the other anime that's airing right yeah. now while yeah. still being like you know very kind of present high quality yeah totally also i feel like just for me at least sadamoto character designs evoke the 90s right i think that's another thing important to mention yes it is sadamoto of you know evangelion fully coolly gynax mm-hmm. fame yeah <laughs> gynax fame in yeah. general right at its, like, at its most kind of I want to say the characters have kind of jagged faces almost, like they're yeah, very sharp, yeah, 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 um, yeah. 
Yeah. So does it also look like it's kind of from the 90s? or? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't no. actually say, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as... I literally have seen nothing of it. You're in for a treat. It makes, I think it it does what a lot of anime fail to do in that it makes an immediate impact. It doesn't wait to, to, it doesn't hold its punches and wait to deliver them later. It's like, now is the time. Like, I think, yeah, that's the other thing I want to get into, especially because, uh, Artemis, did you watch episode two? I did. Yep. Okay. So we don't have, you know, we don't want to spoil gel here, but the three of us then kind of (laughs) know, know what I'm about to get into here is that, Episode 1 is a really good first impression. Mm-hmm. Episode 2, I think, is what sold me on the show. Episode like, 2, yeah, it's it's even stronger. Oh, yeah, um, like, it's, totally. It's, yeah. Like, I think the thing that really grabbed me with Episode 2 is, like, how efficient the pacing is. Like, I won't get into spoilers, but, you know, Episode 1 has a very specific tone, right? It's very, like, you'll watch it and you'll be, immediately understand, oh, it's going to be that kind of anime. But... Then episode two kind of hits you with like a very different kind of tone, especially at the start. That is like, I don't. I was not ready for. <laughs> I was not. I was not ready for the first half of episode two. I was like, oh shit! Like they're they're getting kind of real here, actually, and yeah, they do it super effectively. Like I think they do a good job of kind of explaining and showing the main character's backstory in like under ten minutes more effectively than some anime do in an entire series like yeah i'm just this is maybe not necessarily an apt comparison but uh reminded of how saying like planet with you could they could do a thing and it's like six or seven minutes for this character and you understand that character and then we can move on to the things that are actually going on Right, and I think it's, it's. I mean, Iro, you're the one who brought this up, right? Like, the writer who uh, worked on Great Pretender uh, comes from a film background, right? Yeah, he mostly has done live-action film. And I kind of got that vibe once you told me that, because film pacing is very different from TV pacing, obviously, right? Like, in a TV show, you can revisit a character's backstory multiple times across the season, but in movies... When you tend to have the moment that is like, okay, here's where we give the character's backstory, you have to do it pretty quick, right? Like, it's right. like... How you punch when, them in the face in five minutes and make them remember. Right, because when you're, when you got 90 minutes to work with, 10 minutes is uh, a fairly sizable portion already. So you have to be efficient with how, you know, mm-hmm. with, the, with the time you have. And I, I kind of saw that with uh, the first half of episode two. And then I think, you know, the second half of episode two kind of reinforces, like, the really strong parts of episode one. Like, I... Slight slight spoilers, but I'll try to keep it vague. But I think... I don't know about you two, but at least for me, the initial vibe I was getting was, oh, okay, like, there's gonna be one of those shows where, like, the main character is kind of, like... Yeah, yeah. The hapless goof who gets dragged along and all these yeah. crazy plans. Right. Yeah, he's smart, but not as smart as he wants to be, or as right. he thinks he is, and then consequently... But, right, like, by the end yeah. of the second episode, he's able to, like, turn the tables on the other guy. Yeah. Right. And I think that that immediately makes for a much more interesting character dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not against, like, a, a dynamic that's like, oh, one guy's clearly in control, and the other guy's just kind of getting dragged along for the ride. I mean, there's a lot of great movies about that basic premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Harold and Kumar sure went to White Castle. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, like, I think that there's a potentially much more interesting premise where the two main con men are, you know, if not equals, then at least in the same weight class. Mm-hmm. And, and possibly constantly battling for, for like, supremacy as far yeah, as yeah, where I, this goes. I, I think that's going to be a lot more interesting. And... I would be remiss if I did not mention that uh, I'm putting my whole ass out anime here. Anime LA? Is that where we're going? Oh, oh, sure. We could talk about Anime LA. I think that <laughs> okay. their portrayal of Anime LA was very entertaining. Uh, depressingly, more f- despite it being full of mafiosos and drug dealers, <gasps> still seemed more appealing than real LA. So that really tells I gonna, you everything. I was going to ask you guys as, an, as a, well, non-US <laughs> person, how... how uh... Shitty traffic in and out sounds right to me. Yeah, they 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 nailed they nailed the fundamental <laughs> parts. Yeah, like yeah, shitty traffic in and out and crappy Corru- directors and corrupt corrupt directors yeah. and producers and models and, and filth. Right, yeah. paying off the LAPD. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, especially this '90s LA we're talking about. Um, but look, like I said, I put my whole ass out there, but I'm just gonna make it quick. I, Oh, okay, so, now I understand. All right, so one of the three characters, the one we haven't <laughs> mentioned, is uh, Abby. She is, uh, I think she's Latina, but don't quote me on that yet. But uh, she is uh, the one American of the trio, I guess, or at least implied to have grown up in America. And I guess she's kind of like the muscle of the group, or at least that's kind of the vibe they're given so sure. far. And, well, look, she mugged kick the shit out of that guy all right Man, and, look any angelina it's all angelina knows the cream, cream oh of course style. of course yes and don't forget her uh her uh, her her cocaine trip um <laughs> but very physically uh adept there uh but look i'm not gonna be a lecher so i'll just say sadamoto is a really good character designer uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> jail you'll understand what i can watching. already i can already figure out where you're going there, <laughs> look i mean i mean even i understand all right, then we could just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, and 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 before we move on, like also the music, and not just the ending, but the whole the whole soundtrack deserves a oh, shout definitely. out. I think like too. It's really tracks. really great, jazzy, yeah. um, like smooth. Um, I don't know, just it, it's definitely in that kind of smooth jazz yeah, um, realm. It's kinda... definitely, I mean, it, it's definitely taking inspiration from like con art film you know big heist film kind mm-hmm. of soundtracks mm-hmm. and vibes uh you know got a little bit of hip-hop in there too i wish the hip-hop that was there was a little more 90s inspired but you know <laughs> yeah you live with what you can get uh-huh. uh, actually it is the 90s fuck like nwa would be man yeah nwa sh- i hope end up man <laughs> i hope ice Don't cube makes up. a i hope ice cube <laughs> makes a cameo anime, in anime ice cube <laughs> yeah <laughs> That'd be great. But the oh, the man. opening reminded me of um oh my god, not Dudada Da. What's the one before that? Uh the name is slipping my memory. What show? Um it's the jazz opening, like that's instrumental Bacano. on a train and like by the same creators as Durara. Oh, okay. Bacano. I I, yeah. Um Bacano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Bac- oh yeah, on a train. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. And of course, yeah. Shout outs to the ED, which I cannot believe it. I I didn't know about this, so it I'm was so maybe, glad I got to see you experience that. It was that the most it was the most <laughs> delightful surprise in the world. But yes, they actually got Freddie Mercury's The Great. I wonder how much they had to the pay ED. for that because normally they just don't bother. You know, they just sort yeah. of. Yeah, well, I, I mean. Cannot afford, so... Honestly, I was surprised that it... According, uh, Arrow told me that... It's like apparently, the first anime with the Freddie Mercury song. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised because... Freddie's pretty popular in Japan. Like, he's... It's not he's, the first anime to reference... Fred, I no, mean, no, do not, you not remember Cromarty High School? Yeah, right, I sure do. Have a song. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I meant license an actual song from him. Yeah. I, I was surprised that that hadn't happened before. I was like, surely... At least one anime out there did, but I guess not, but... Uh, Why? Yeah. My question was because this is out. This is coming out on Netflix Japan. It's yeah. obviously not out internationally. Are they going to pay out for? <laughs> oh, dude, no! It's, it's totally up in the air. Like no, they have, I, they, I, they I have not they in the past historically yeah. done I mean, that. If Evangelion couldn't afford to fly me to the moon, then right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't. Well, Evangelion was famously running on a very low budget. So, <laughs> did yeah. the Netflix version not have fly me to the moon? No. Wow, I mean, holy shit. <laughs> also, well, to be fair, Evangelion also had, like, what, 26 versions AD, of Flight of Right, it's more like complicated. AD dub than... had it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. did it? Damn, huh. Yeah. Yeah, they did, I remember yeah, they Eden did. of the East licensed the Oasis track for one episode. Right, they could only get um, it for one episode. For Speed mm-hmm. Graffer, they did not even try to license oh, yeah. Duran Duran. Um, yeah. Which it's... was so appropriate. <laughs> right. I mean, it, 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 I mean... I you guess know. it's a question of is it harder because because with the Evangelion it's like lic- it's not licensing the song "Fly Me to the Moon" it's licensing the versions from the rec- right, the Japanese but, record companies, right. and I I mean historically, frankly, historically they don't like to play ball so maybe yeah. that's more uh, <laughs> maybe I yeah. think realistic realistically it's just that Netflix won't care like that's true right. yeah. I, yeah I don't I okay I'll put it this way I don't think it or I can't believe it would be prohibitively expensive to get a song for an opening sequence but i just don't think netflix cares enough like it's right, not going right, to be right, right. When, right when you like, look at the return on investment math it's not yeah. going to be worth it to them right mm-hmm. like they just don't care about their anime division enough to, to go <laughs> oh, the extra mile it would it would be so good if they just if they just made up like a fake song that sounded kind of like it <laughs> like, get a cover of it same. or something or, or or like you know a cover of a cover <laughs> Same chords or something, but change the words God. a little bit, or I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, as usual, like I will take any opportunity to give a shout out. It it barely has anything to do with the anime, but the ED has a bunch of cats in it. Hell yeah! And so, shout out to all the pictures that exist of Freddie Mercury with his cats. Uh-huh. Very uh huh. Very good. They're they're all gold. Uh, uh, you will never have uh, half the charisma Freddie Mercury does posing with his cats. <laughs> Um, it's, it's impossible to, to look yeah. as good as he does, just <laughs> double fisting <All> his right. <laughs> cats. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's the fine, that's the last straw there. I have to watch it. You uh, do. Everyone should try this. It's really yeah. good. I, I think it's definitely the one, it's definitely the one to watch of, <laughs> Uh, the upcoming season. Yeah, was this count as? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I think this counts as next season, but. Sure. Because it probably won't end this it's gonna be at least. This, it's gonna. It's at least like. It's like twenty-three or episodes, episodes or something. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's yeah, not so gonna it's end. 20s, yeah. In the next month, right? So. No. All right. So I will definitely check that out, uh-huh. and maybe we can talk about that. On the well, not next time, but another time. Um, 
Okay. So, other thing I wanted to catch up on briefly was uh, my next life as a villainous. All roots lead to yep, doom. I've been watching this as well. Uh, we yes, Ira and I have both been watching it. We have not been talking about it's it because it used to be totally ineffective. Well, well, for some reason, the past three or four episodes they went to like anime original content. Right, that's why I heard. I don't know how like hard up for like source material they are on that or why well, they chose to do that. My understanding is that the stopping point would have been like episode 10. So. Okay. Because it does seem like they're going into a good stopping point now. But right. the, um, yes, yeah, for whatever reason, it's been all filler, which has been fine. I mean, this show is basically filler anyway, but filler <laughs> yeah. of a filler show is, uh, not, not, doesn't give us a lot to, uh, to talk about from week right. to week. Um, it's, it's mostly just joke. been like, yeah. What did we do on our summer vacation? You know, what awkward positions can we put everybody uh-huh. in to make our main character, uh, you know, be nice to everyone, be nice to them, and everybody fall in love with her? Um, which doesn't sound that great when I say it out loud, but trust me, it's fun. At least there it's are fun. no slaves. <laughs> there's yes, there's there's no slavery or anything. It's just people being nice to each other. I don't know. It still sounds like there's landed aristocracy. <laughs> so, there is that. Th- there is that. And actually uh in episode 9 uh, or I th- I think it's 9 like there's there's a whole uh half an episode about her maid. That's right. So there's a little bit of uh, uh benevolent slavery going on there. Um But uh no, I wouldn't go as far as saying that. That's probably unfair. But, uh, yeah, there, there, there is, yes, there's still aristocracy in this world. But anyway, point is, by episode 10, this week's episode, we've gotten back to what I'm assuming is the actual yeah, the real source plot. material stuff. And uh, so just to refresh <laughs> everybody's memory, the whole premise of the show was that uh, this girl was the villainess in an Otome game, and or she's she's reborn into an Otome game, where she's the villainess and uh, she's right. trying to be nice to reverse like, her in fortunes. The, in the game, every, in every route where the, the heroine gets with someone, like, because she's the bully, she, like, inevitably dies or is banished or... Yeah, she's either put to death or exiled in every single route. So she's been trying, knowing how the game goes, since a ch- since she was a child, she's been trying to, like, reverse her fortune by, like, messing up how the game works. So quick aside, I found out there's a, a spinoff where she only reincarnates af- as like once she's a teenager and has already started bullying the girl like, that seems and i'm like that seems more interesting <laughs> huh yeah is I it mean... more interesting or is it just unnecessary i don't oh, know no, no, but no, i was no. like i gotta okay. be honest i gotta be honest i think that's a more interesting premise all right, right it's as like someone, she's got to patch like, up it's uh, like she's in the, the middle damage. of bullying her and then falls over and hits her head and gains all the memories and is like oh fuck look as <laughs> someone who you know, recently played a critically acclaimed video game where you wake up uh, with no recollection of the horrific <laughs> acts that you have committed and inflicted on others. I'm just going to say that can be a pretty interesting premise sometimes. <laughs> well, anyway, the the, the spinoff aside, uh, they reveal this week that with all her planning over the past 10 years, she forgot about the secret route of the game. Right. Where... Which the the hidden the hidden character, which that's a very common thing in visual novels. Yes. So it made me think of. Uh, I wish I could remember the Talking name of the game, but I remember telling. Now. I remember you guys. T- I'm telling you guys about the one I was playing, where like 
to get the secret ending, you had to jump off the roof and you had a God, 50% chance. Right. You had a 50% Char- like chance of triggering. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Po- that, even that, though that the was, pedals uh, fall. <laughs> I, I couldn't help I couldn't help but think of that uh, on this one. But um, yes, so she realizes there's a secret route that she had not been planning for. And in this route, if uh, if she fails the route, uh, she lives, but everybody else dies. So uh, oh, no. they've, they've, they've kind of uh, ratcheted up the tension uh, out of nowhere. I, did, like, in, uh, I feel like episode these, 10. the scene where she still gets confronted for bullying, um, but everyone's like... She couldn't have possibly bullied this. She's too stupid. Uh, <laughs> right. It's like the yes. logical conclusion. Everyone's like, no, she wouldn't have bullied us. She's too dumb to figure that how out. Could, how, could, how could this idiot possibly plan this intricate bullying? Right, but it's a scene that shouldn't have happened based on her planning. And then right. she realized that, oh, hey, I missed this other route. And now it's like all serious now. But, uh, well, by this show's standards. Quote, serious. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, it's it's interesting to see the show actually try and do something for the last couple of episodes. I was kind of wondering how they were going to. I like I figured there had to be some kind of final final story boss. blip or something arc or something final boss at the end. Um, I assume and... she will be nice to this guy and he will fall in love with her as well, and everything right. will be happy. Yes, because every every man woman. <laughs> animal plant and everything in the show has fallen in love with fallen in love with her so far uh like uh i, I was not expecting how how super gay the show actually gets but uh <laughs> that's, that's been entertaining uh, my my favorite my favorite one was uh when she's like oh we should do girl talk and talk about who we like hey maria who do you like and she's like i love you very much <laughs> they're just like <laughs> there's no uh uh, no filter on it or anything. It's it's pretty funny, but um, yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. so again, I just wanted to you know reinforce that the show still exists and it's actually still pretty good. It's fine. Um, it's it's fine. It's not uh, yes. groundbreaking or anything. I mean, you're still watching it, Iro, which I think is in a way a uh, a uh, <laughs> tacit endorsement. Oh, I don't know. I, there are some no, shows I've that Iro is still trash. watching. I, I just love that you guys are like, well, I was still watching it, and he's now our benchmark for, like, what is acceptable. Yes. <laughs> just as um, planned. <laughs> hey, we, we, we've been doing this a long time. We, we know how this all works. Uh, but, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that show, still fun. Um, let's move along, then, to Heart, Kakushi Goto. comedy hour. Yes, we have a couple more comedies <laughs> to knock out here. Uh, I do feel like with Kakushi Goto 9 and 10, we were kind of getting back well, it, to... Well, it also bears mentioning that it was announced the manga's ending. Yes, I was going yeah, to get to that. Yeah, we were. Okay, gonna, yeah. Yeah. So, 9 and 10, I feel like, kind of got back to more comedy, but also they started dropping actual details of what may have happened mm-hmm. to... Uh, what the fuck happened to Kakashi Sensei? Did he get lost <laughs> at sea? I, I, right, I, like was there like was he on his finally vacation sea. to like Hawaii and then his plane I don't, crashed? Yeah, or, like, like is that is that where this is going? Is that the foreshadowing of of the vacation episode? Is I'm finally gonna go to Hawaii and then <laughs> yeah. So so just to just to cover nine and ten are basically like the Christmas and New Year's episode and they're yeah. fine. The content's fine. Yeah, we they're... want baseless specula- speculation here. So <laughs> in in nine. 
when they do their little flash forward at the end of the episode, it's got like his assistant who's now working at a bookstore or something. And somebody buys a book on uh, manga artists that have disappeared. Weirdly <laughs> specific book, I have to oddly, say. Look, if anyone would topic. have such a book, it would be Japan. Like, 50 of the greatest something that have vanished during the 90s. Like, it's, they get weirdly Between specific. the period of 1983 right. and say, like, Is there even any, like, real-world basis in this? Like, is there a real mangaka that just, like, went missing and... Or, or just stopped working like out of nowhere. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, but that. point. But they, they they look at the on the back of the book, and and one of them is says Kakushi Goto. But to make these matters worse, his assistance is like is like that's a lie or something. Right, <laughs> like, it's so ominous. <laughs> like what actually happened? Right, and then and then later, there's a a hint about like was it an airplane crash? Like. Something that sounded like he went somewhere, like he was traveling somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, just the, vanished from the face of the earth. Right. Like, the vibe I got was that he got he was lost at sea or something. Right. Or so, <laughs> there was yeah, like some yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. And then there's like also the talk of like like even before he disappears, right? Like a shitty editor and one of his assistants are like talking about how like. Like, he quit because he couldn't do manga anymore. And it's like, wh- what happened? Like, uh, d- did he, like, lose a limb or something? He couldn't like, hear the laughter anymore. Yeah, I was like... Well, and, and the thing is that because of this show... Again, I keep saying it every week, but because of this show, it's like, I, I cannot tell. Like, are they going to go over something, like, truly fucked up and tragic? Or is this just, like, the biggest build-up to, like, the most fucked up black comedy bit that I've ever seen in anime, right? Like... Cut, yeah. to, cut to Kakushigoto, like, on an island somewhere, Lord of the Flies situation. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, this is our last chance to say what's gonna, what we think is going to happen. So what do you guys think? <sighs> well, here go, there goes my... Uh, these last two episodes uh, kind of puts a, puts a bullet in my he's in jail theory. So, <laughs> um... I mean, is it going to be, like... I feel like it's got to be tied to him not wanting his daughter to learn about his job or something right mm-hmm. but it's like what is but, what, are, what are the possible explanations right like it can't be just like he abandoned her because he would never do that right. so like you know even the shame of being outed as a manga cow wouldn't make him like skip town on her but like it's one of those it was like i don't like i can't like i can't like it just feels like considering his character based on what we've seen up till now like he is so comically devoted to his daughter I can't see it as, like, he... I can't see it as... I can't, voluntary thing. Right. I can't right. imagine it's a voluntary, willful abandonment. It has to be, like, some circumstances, uh, you know, conspired against him. But, like... Mm-hmm. Or, or possibly... she, found, she found out and, like, told him to go away, basically. But she doesn't seem especially angry either. No, or... yeah, it's, it's... I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm trying I mean, to have we like... ruled out that he's dead... I don't think so. I, I don't think he's dead. Like, that seems to... I mean, because that's... I mean, that was the obvious play, right? Like, right. based on the framing of the earlier episodes. Maybe, like, uh, maybe, okay. Maybe he faked his own death and is now doing manga under, like, a, under a, a, a different pen name. So, so Kakushigoto is dead, but actually... <laughs> You know, you know, like yeah, there was a bit earlier in the season where he talks about wishing he could change his pen name, so that could be foreshadowing. 
Hmm. He's finally yeah, writing his dark fantasy manga that he was dreaming of back in All episode. Right. Like uh, this, this is this is fucked up, and I hope this isn't what it is. But is he in a coma? That was what I was wondering a couple of episodes ago. Like, like if he was hospitalized and was just like that would be he's yeah. not dead, but he is you know out of the picture, so to speak. Right? Like mm-hmm. right. You know, it's. I, I mean, does that does that also mean he's going to come back in the end? I mean, like, well, that's the thing, right? Because now that we know the manga is ending, like, we we were all originally wondering, like, is this going to have to go with like an anime original ending, or like, and so the journey continues ending? But right. now that we know the manga is ending, I imagine the anime will probably just go with the the manga ending, right? Yeah. Like, so the yeah. so the the manga is actually set to release like probably a week after the anime ends or something. So obviously they're going to be planned out. Right. At least I'm assuming they're going to be planned out to end with the same ending or whatever. Um, so, hmm, yeah, I... I hmm. So something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I will say, we were talking about all the family drama stuff. I feel like I do want to, you know, I still want to shout out, like, there were some good bits in these two episodes. Um, you know, I, I, I particularly liked the, um, again, like, just as, as an artist... A lot of jokes that kind of hit a little too close to home that I rather enjoyed, <laughs> like uh, episode ten where he's talking, you know, talking about like, yeah, I'm gonna be proactive and get ahead of my deadline. Oh, he starts ah, procrastinating, ah, yeah. and I'm like, fuck, oh, this is too real. <laughs> like I, as, as an artist who also like is seemingly incapable of kicking into high gear until a gun is pointed at my head, it, it definitely uh-huh. felt a little too real there, and. um the uh the 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 uh the publisher party episode um was pretty good if just for more uh antics with the shittiest editor in the world so and just his poor team of assistants are so right. excited are so excited to be <laughs> like going to this ritzy party it just and it's like a glorified drinking party at a karaoke right. place yeah, like just, they're utter just being they're just utterly demol- destroyed <laughs> oh yeah the the, uh, the editor guy definitely did a lot to make you want to kill him uh, he, he does that every week it's just every, it's just but, they're finding uh, new yeah. ways to make us dislike him even more <laughs> yeah um all right well we will supposedly get our final answer by the next time we I talk mean, about it. I mean, I'm so. I'm curious, do we want to like take a bet each of us on on if it's just going to be like a gag ending or like a kind of a lot more serious? I'll 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 stick I, with my bet on coma. All right. <laughs> so serious, like serious shit has happened and serious, it's not going to like it's not ser- it's not leading up to a big joke. Serious well, with the uh, option for heartwarming. Yeah, serious, but has the potential to be heartwarming and or comedic. If uh-huh. I, I, I'm leaning, I'm gonna say gag ending, and I kind of don't want it to be, but I feel like that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say gag as well. Okay. So two, two on two there. And by gag ending, that would almost mean he has to come back or something, right? Like right, or or it's revealed that he's away. Yeah, like something something has happened, and but he's always been around, and nothing I bad has happened to Calypso's him. Trapped on Calypso's island for seven years, <laughs> having sex with this yeah, nymph yeah. every day. But I really just wanted to go home. <laughs> oh, that's a, Poseidon that's a just won't anime. let me return. <laughs> that's a different uh, anime, <laughs> yes, but uh, uh you know. <laughs> 
All right, so we're on the record, and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, let's continue the our comedy power hour here and talk about Kaguya-sama Love is War. I did not think they could top the Shoujo Vision episode last that we talked about last time, and I think they might have. Dude, I don't fucking know you... Kaguya-sama is... Is the motherfucking stone cold killer in this room of, of anime <laughs> comedies? Like the ruthlessness it displays in its ability to 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 escalate its comedy is is unprecedented. Like I'm so like look I'm, I I've watched enough anime comedies to know that most anime comedies, uh, you know, they have you know as they continue they may they may continue to have good episodes or even great episodes, but like they don't usually tend to just keep getting better but right like the best comedies will usually stay at like a nice like high end of yeah, quality throughout this is somehow this just gets better like every like, week yeah holy shit like i mean like so i will be 100 percent honest i think like if i were to rank like the episodes i think eight uh like i i do love the heart attack bit i think it's very good but I still think it probably ranks below Shoujo Vision for me. Yeah. But... It's close, though. <laughs> it's it's very close, because, like, I mean, just how lavishly they they evoke the, like, yeah, like, the live-action medical drama vibe at the Yeah, well, or is... even before that, they, they play it up like, oh, no, the show is taking a serious right. turn of yeah. where Kaguya's, you know, has this, you know heart disease or something and like her mother died from this new you know anime sickness and you know like and this show it's it's believable because like the show doesn't get like super serious but it does have like occasional it has, it, it has serious gone serious before right and like like they could like this show it's within the show's range to go into that territory right so which and is part of why it was and, it worked yeah and so they yeah they build up this doctor uh, he's the greatest heart doctor in the world like he has a billion PhDs and he's uh, on call for the <laughs> prime minister and all the and most just, important people in Japan and they just flip the whole thing and yeah. Kaguya-sama forced him to take some time out of his day to diagnose her. Uh, her her love sickness <laughs> right um so yeah that, that was a pretty great gag yeah. um i like before we get to episode nine with the ishigami bit um uh, 10 you mean or, or no it wasn't it was nine you're right yeah they're nine. yeah it's, this show is actually a show uh, it's, episode it's one nine, episode um i i do like what they've been doing with uh the new girl you know with her oh dude Eno's bits are i mean she she keeps uh misinterpreting situations yeah. and has a very overactive imagination and thinks right. it's like... I mean, I think it's... It, this, it, uh... The, the student council is a den of uh, sex and, uh, you know, whatever. Just <laughs> utter debauchery. Debauchery right, I mean, I think it's, and yeah, like, Yes, yes. Like, to describe it in words, it, it's a bit you've probably heard of before, right? Of uh, The character keeps, like, misunderstanding, like, extremely compromising-looking situations, but I think with Eno, it really works because... Like, there's a really good dynamic here of it is a combination of her overactive imagination combined with her, like, extremely strong moralistic streak. But then also, like, the the growing self-awareness of the rest of the student council that, like, 
it's one of those things where it's like they're you know like in season one and most of season two this friend group all you know they they've known each other for a while right they they know the dynamic they all know the same inside jokes except Ishigami uh you know like they have an established dynamic so it's like ah when they get into weird compromising situations that's just Tuesday but right. like having an outsider makes them all come to realize oh god we're actually like <laughs> weird perverted fuck ups aren't we she, she's not 100% <laughs> wrong no she might be she might be amplifying the situation but she's not 100% wrong right right um and uh, so that so so that those are kind of the other things that were going on these these episodes and the, the, those were pretty good i just wanted to shout that out right but uh and, and including, oh god, the, her whole segment in episode 9. Right, so that's what I want to bring. It builds up, all those bits are fun on their own, but the fact that they were all a prelude into this amazing, again, yeah, like, as you always say, Jill, give this director a fucking give raise. Give the director a raise. Because, again, the director of Rakugo, for some right, reason, like, they got him I mean, that show was and, good. So. Right, like, he keeps shifting, like, genres for each bit, and so, like, this week it's like, they go, they go into Eno's imagination of her ideal uh, student council, and it's like this super hackneyed like high school student drama, where like <laughs> the rest of the student council are like these like you know like absurd caricatures of the overly powerful student council you always see in anime. Uh-huh. And like the Azuken Student Council, yeah, and she's like the moralistic underdog <laughs> who just believes in the intrinsic good of the oh, human of race. And <laughs> show you, well, yeah. she tries to take them on with hard work and guts. Yeah, oh, um, it's, it's yeah, the guts. uh, but even like when they're like randomly like shifting styles, like if like almost like Shaft circa 2010 or something, like. I loved when they did, uh, they just randomly turned into Peanuts characters for, like, two seconds. Oh, man, that was so good. And, like, and, and like it was so random, but also, like, so pitch-perfect for I mean, the tone it, of it the conversation. it was because then you totally realize, oh, shit, yeah, her glasses friend totally does look like, uh, fuck. Peppermint uh, Patty. Peppermint, no, Peppermint, Patty's Peppermint, friend. Peppermint, is, it, Peppermint, is, Peppermint, is it Lucy? Protégé. Lucy. No, no, the, Peppermint uh, Patty's, like, glasses were The one who call, keeps calling her sir. <laughs> Yes, yes, her. It's perfect. It's 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 like as soon as I saw it, I was, I was like, oh my god, the dynamics like basically the Marcy, same. <laughs> Marcy. Sure, yes, yes. It's 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 really good. It's it was some it was some fully coolly channeling South Park out of nowhere <laughs> energy. It was yeah, it was, it was that was, that kind of thing. It was just like perfect for the tone it, of the moment. It, it was perfect and, for uh, just a couple seconds, but um, and then they keep going, right? They keep going, and then they move on to the like. Uh, fucking uh, Shirogane Kaguya-sama fighting game bit for like a couple. Of <laughs> yes, that, that was that was good. Great. You know, uh, um, straight with like fucking. Well, I had like Shirogane basically doing a reka, but his reka <laughs> were inc- was increasingly suggestive advances <laughs> on a woman, <laughs> which is <laughs> really funny to me. <laughs> Uh, and, um... Oh, yeah, she, she, has, she trains herself to calm herself down by touching her left cheek with her hand or something. Right. And then, uh, yeah, it, was, it, it makes more sense when you watch it's it. It's very it, good, it's very good. And it, then finally... It's a good joke. And then somehow, the show still... This episode still had enough room to finally begin, I guess, our fucking Ishigami arc, so... Yes, so you call, you called it G, in that we were, we were bound to have an Ishigami arc at some point here, and, uh... It did not go the direction I was expecting, no, but I, I liked it a I, lot. Yeah, like, I was really... I gotta so, be honest. 
for, uh, for a little context, Ishigami... I feel like Ishigami would be the main character in some other anime. He's like the anti-social nerd guy. Yeah. Um, like he the... looks exactly like the Persona 3 protagonist. <laughs> um, Does he keep his hands and, in his But he has... Time? He has um, more self-awareness and a desire to fit in than your typical character like that. Right. I guess. And uh, so in his arc, he decides to join the uh, the Oendon for... Uh, <laughs> to, I guess, uh, as a step toward becoming a normie. Yeah, to, to break out of his shell, which is, like, a weirdly, like... Yeah, it's a weirdly, like, mature, like, self-aware take on, like, the antisocial loner that, like, kind of gets to the core that, like, a lot of antisocial people aren't necessarily antisocial out of choice. Like, they recognize their their social failings, but, you know... Right, it's just, and it's just, it's, that's the way their personality right, is, and, or they might get anxious be, or something, or, yeah, you know... Yeah, and it can be extremely yeah. difficult to break out of that, so he tries to be proactive about it. But then he realizes, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's he way harder. It's way harder to to to, to be sociable than. <laughs> yeah, th- there were some good jokes when he go he goes to his first meeting and they're all talking about like getting photos for Instagram and stuff and he has right. no idea what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> the the twist happens when they decide to. Uh, so the, the at the meeting they decide for our our cheer group let's try swapping uh school uniforms so the boys and girls have to swap uniforms right and like it's a whole thing and, of like well every dude in this class has at least one platonic female friend right and it's, <laughs> it's yeah it, it just brought back some real horrible flashbacks to like high school of you know like all right everybody pair up and it's like oh god i took the class where none of my like regular friends are in it and yeah. I have nobody to pair up with. And so it turns into one of those, we talk about how we like when this show mixes the cast up, where, you know, you might have, like, Fujiwara hanging out with the president, or yeah. sometimes you get Kaguya hanging out with Ishigami, so this t- turns a bit into a Kaguya-Ishigami episode. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, <laughs> so he's got to put on a girl's uniform, and he keeps saying, huh, I wonder if this is going to awaken anything in me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh- and, um... I don't know, G, would it be fair to say they they don't they kinda take it seriously? I think they do. Like it's it they like you expect them to play it as a big joke, right? Like well, oh, right. which would be unfortunate because you know. I, I I don't it would be unfortunate because you don't want to have the in twenty twenty, especially at this point, the ha ha, it's a boy wearing a girl's thing. Right. Or not even like I, I here's the thing. I honestly I already knew Kaguya Saba was too good to rely on that kind of shit. I, but I was definitely expecting, you know, the typical, like, okay, Ishigami's gonna go into the student council room, and then in his usual deadpan way, he's gonna say something really brusque, like, I need girls' clothes, and everyone's gonna get the wrong idea. But, right. like, instead, he's, like, kind of thinking about, like, oh, like, fucking, even, like, the female students I know all kind of treat me with, like, a mix of, like, contempt and disgust, and, like, I don't really have anyone I can ask for help on this, and right then... It, it, it turns into a weirdly, like, sincere bit, actually. Right, it's kind of sweet, actually, yeah. where Kaguya helps him out, and she's kind of joking around with him and stuff. And, um... I'll be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, because, like, the end of it is, like, Shirogane's peeking in, and he's, like, getting jealous. And it's like, of course they're playing it as a joke, but, like... I don't... Where... I feel like a show like Kaguya Saba would not have a scene like this if they were not planning to to 
to build on this in some way, right? Like, is the arc, is the next arc gonna be like, oh, Ishigami and Kaguya form a genuine friendship, and like, Shirogane feels threatened by that, or like, is, like, I don't know, like, where, where is, where is this going, right? Like, even during the bit with the cheer club, right, like, uh, you know, there are at least two characters in that club that feel like they were, you know, when you watch an anime, you can tell who's a character that's gonna show up later and who's a background character, and, you know, there are at least two members of the cheer club who look like, oh, these look like people who will be recurring characters, right? Like, right. The, uh, the vice captain notices Ishigami not participating in the events, and she kind of approaches him and, like, you know, again, like, pretty sincere. Actually, she's like, hey, like, it's it's cool if you don't have line. Like, just give me your email. I'll, you know, I'll send the club, I'll, I'll send the club uh, notices through that. And I feel like... Yeah, I think, uh, you know, whether they go the route of him becoming more friends with Kaguya or becoming more friends with the people in the cheer club or him awakening to <laughs> whatever is awakening him at the moment. <laughs> uh, it feels like they're setting up for kind of a, a nice ending to it. Right. Um, I mean, it's, or it I'm just, sure there will be jokes and laughs to be had, but right. But it just feels like Kaguya Sama is too deliberate of a show. I think to just do these things off the cuff. Right. Like I think, yeah, they don't waste, waste, uh, any yeah, like space. I mean, we've just talked about how the last three episodes have basically just been like one joke building on top of the next. So, like, I feel like they're probably going to do the same here. And yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this about an anime comedy, but like, I'm really curious, like, uh, right, where this just, goes, right? So, and that's that's again the continuity thing. I keep saying how like they don't let jokes just drop; like they keep building and building and you know you know things that happened totally. a week or two ago are still relevant to what is happening to the plot now like that kind of thing that you don't ever see that in anime comedies right yeah i feel like so. most anime comedies are pretty episodic whereas like yeah kakusama is one of those rare examples of like yeah it's it's a procedural serial narrative and but it uses comedy to push the narrative forward that's uh Huh. Yeah, it's pretty impressive when you think about it. Yeah. So, good times all around. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens to Ishigami. All right. Um, well, let's get this of, out of the way. No, speaking, speaking of good times. Um, <laughs> that would not be the correct transition here. Oh, boy. I... I don't know, do we even want to get into this? Like, I don't even know why it's on the list at this point. Like, I, let's be real, guys. Like, Alright, so... <laughs> you did watch, listeners. Yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah, we sure watched it. Okay. Last I heard, they went to uh, 1960s London to find Jimi Hendrix. What happened? Uh... Uh, Mew is uh, actually an evil demon from another dimension. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what if, what if it turned out... <laughs> That sounds about what right. If, what if it turned out that <laughs> the mysterious girlfriend uh, twist turned out to be a member of the enemy alien species? Weird. Have you ever just watched like, like Eureka Seven, the... dude? It's I mean, fuck just man, like Evangelion. Lo... Dude, even Gurren Lagann does that. Like, let's be real. Like, it's <sighs> fucking every mecha anime in the world. But 
It's just that. Oh, now her, now his relationship with her is gonna be the hinge that the world rests upon. Yeah. But don't worry, he has to spend six months in this illusory farm to understand. God, what the hell is? Yeah, what the? That sounds like one of the worst possible ways they could have taken the show. Dude, this show is so like it's just I again I I, I tell this to Eero every week we watch another episode. I'm like, I wish. GDC existed for anime. Uh, for those unfamiliar, GDC is a games developer conference, which is uh, a, 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 a an annual convention that is held by the gaming industry for game developers, not like fans, to kind of basically discuss and talk shop about like you know techniques and 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 that sort of st- stuff, we, industry stuff. We want to see the listeners' post mortem of like what yes. the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> I need the tell all interview that is just like. What the fuck happened to this show? Was this the intent? Like, is this how the show were, started? Were there creative differences? Uh... Right. Like, it's just like it's so it's so incomprehensible. Like, it's not incomprehensible in just like the oh, this is the work of an incompetent writer. It's like incomprehensible in the way of like there's no rhyme or reason to anything anymore. Why it's did just, you choose to do this? Right. Like, <laughs> and and why should we care about any of it? Right, it's completely illogical. Like, it's, it's, and it's not, a lo- again, we keep saying it's not illogical in that, like, episodic space dandy way. It's illogical in, like, it literally doesn't make sense. Like, look, I- I'm not gonna act like writing is easy, but I feel like, I, I need to know what happened here, because, like, it- this feels like it goes beyond, like, incompetence into, like, like, were people just not talking to each other during this this project or something <laughs> like like were people like locked in separate rooms in, in right. individual cells? Get twelve writers, everybody go in a room and write an episode. Right, right. Like was it like twelve writers and like you know each one was just handed a prompt but had, was given no information about what happened before and after their episode and they just like wrote whatever like it's. Oh, well, her being a demon girl sounds like an episode 10 uh, plot twist. Let's yeah, put that at the sure end. Sure does, sure does. And, uh, and the worst thing, like, the worst sin the show commits isn't even that it's completely illogical and incomprehensible, but that it still somehow manages to be boring. Yep. Yup. And I don't know how you could, how, like, because at least, like, we've all seen some weird shows before that didn't oh, make yeah. much sense, but at least they were interesting to watch right, in, yeah. in one way or another. This is not. It's Ugh. mind-bogglingly uh, dull. You don't want to watch We're, this kid uh, give birth to a calf, uh, help a cow give what? birth, because that has to do with our music mech stuff. You wanna, you wanna see a kid embrace the legendary artifacts, the the, the neon LED ridden magical phonograph that just floats in the middle of an abandoned church right the... we fucking oh god christ i'm i'm just i'm dumbfounded i'm actually yeah. dumbfounded as to how this happened right because like even the shows that do purposely lean into like this kind of like surrealistic imagery like of course evangelion or or hell even like you know honestly like, like i, I feel fucking... like the actual yeah uh what, what were we gonna say here? like flip flappers or something Sure, or like hell, like even the premise of this of, of the of the latest episode is basically like, you know, kind of you know. Again, I'm not saying Gurren Lagann invented it, but like it is that episode, right? The one where the hero gets oh, trapped right, in right. an illusory world and is shown, you know, uh, uh, you well, know, he could do it deepest... instead, like the right, peaceful life right, they it's... could lead. 
Right, it's like at least those usually feel thematically coherent with the narrative because you know the characters and thus the illusory world serves to be like a dark mirror to their deepest desires, right? right. Like to tempt them. But we don't really know Echo that well. Like we know he's like he likes music and, or he likes players and he likes Mew, but like that's it. it I mean it's... none of none of the characters are especially in depth and I probably should have said this like I think it was last time or maybe I wasn't even on no, I wasn't even on the podcast last time but like the best episode was the one that did not involve our main characters yeah uh, the, <laughs> yeah yeah the one like, with, like by the far the best episode yeah I mean because it was a I mean even if it wasn't like groundbreaking it was a solid self-contained narrative like you know it had a beginning a middle and an end <laughs> Had characters who right. wanted things and tried to get those things, and then right, ran and it into had and it had character development. It had some character development within that episode, whereby the characters started at A and ended at B, and here's how that journey progressed, and it, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just again, it's it's, it's just it's just confusing. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, it's just mm. overlaid with constant whining, which at this point is getting pretty annoying. Like. Every time yeah. Echo says anything, it's in a whiny voice. Like it's yeah, a... I mean, I, look, I, I'll, I'll be real here. Whiny protagonists are a, are a hallmark of the mecha genre, but my personal rule is a mecha protagonist has to stop being whiny by the one-third mark. Well, he hasn't even really and... gotten that much of a reason to whine. Also, like, at least <laughs> whiny protagonist... At least Shinji had a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, his life was legitimately fucked up shit sure, happened sure, right. echo's just wandering around going oh this sucks why me like but guys stop. we upgraded the teen spirit to purple haze music oh my god don't music even get me started on the yes the hackneyed shitty music references that don't mean anything have no thematic like relevance right i mean even that right like, oh they upgraded teen spirit to purple haze it's like wait you update you upgrade wait so nirvana upgrades to Jimi hendrix like what are you implying here like though mm-hmm. like like, doesn't make any sense. Right, like at least it's just if like it was, picking a name out of a hat. Exactly, right? Like yeah. at least if it was <sighs> like, I don't know, man. At least if it was like, see, that's the biggest sin to me. At least get your music references mm-hmm. in order. Right, I mean. like, and then could... and then just the icing on the cake, lest we forget that for a show that is about music, like the one thematic similarity <laughs> the show has, even if it makes no sense, the one thematic similarity it has over every episode is that the music isn't good. No, soundtrack's not that great. Like, it's just a normal sound. Like, there's nothing unique, exciting. Yeah. Like, it's just there. It's fine. Like, yeah, Whatever. like, in a in a year with a lot of really good soundtracks, right? Like, remember, this is the year of the Doro Hidoro EDs. This is the year of Do It Like a Samurai. Like, the year of The Great Pretender. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. Like, have the great the great pretender has a better use of music than any moment in listeners. It's and that's even with every ending being different too. So it's not like they didn't have a chance to show their right. stuff. That, like fuck, man. Like even if you didn't like like its sense of humor or its bad animation, one of the few things that is like 
unanimous, <laughs> unanimously praised about about Trigger's Ninja Slayer <laughs> is that <laughs> all EDs are hella good. Oh yeah, they, they 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 had some fantastic musical choices for their EDs. Yeah, and Trigger dug deep for the Ninja Slayer EDs. They like got all these like weird like Japanese indie grunge like grunge bands for all their EDs, and that was they got stuff I would listen to in real life and not exactly just anime music. like where and, and yeah. whereas like listeners is also trying to do the whole like oh we got a unique ED every episode, but. No, they don't. It's right. The, 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 none of them. None of them stand out. Like if you said, not a hey, single one has been. Like I don't hate them, but like I don't. They're totally forgettable. There are zero, zero yeah. standouts in this yeah, in this whole entire soundtrack. Yeah, it's again. It's just it's, it's a confounding show. Like I. Oh. You can take some comfort in knowing that it's almost over. <laughs> and if I ever step back into Japan and I have like. I don't know, like some some Japanese like anime sound producers listening to this. I'm going to be shanked off the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get we want into another show that is incomprehensible, but in a in an understandably more entertaining manner. (laughs) Yes, let's get this uh, also over with here. Soccer Wars, the animation. What's the latest with the the Soccer Wars? Finally, got some of the energy it should have had in episode one. Yep. Like, oh no, the the villain has kidnapped our MacGuffin girl, and so we need to go after her. But he's got everyone a nuke point, and so let's bust out the building-sized crossbow to shoot our mechs at his <laughs> base. Okay, okay. It's so good. It's so good. Like They're like, oh, how could we possibly reach his airship? Our mechs can't fly. Oh, well, we built this and big mechan- crossbow. <laughs> The mechanic dude's like, don't worry, dog. I built a football field-sized crossbow. It's like, at first they're like, oh, some kind of like catapult to launch them. It's 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 a crossbow, literally a crossbow. It has the cables on the side that pull back. It's it's, it's right, absurd. It's not even that's, a manipul- Like it's just a fucking crossbow. <laughs> that's not how physics works. But it doesn't matter. It's great. But and and the fight the fight's pretty good too. You know, right, like they like, sent uh, out the mechs. Her, right? her the Sakura's mech got blown up. Uh, when they fail to save her, save the MacGuffin girl, so they have to bust out the like OG Soccer Wars mech. It's so good. It's the thing you want. It's the, uh, it's the yeah. thing you always want to see in these kind of shows, right? In any legacy mecha show, nothing is more satisfying than when they break out the museum piece. And... This is like uh, Yatterman Knight playing the OP uh, in the final episode. Yeah, it's exactly that kind of shit, right? Like good. they bust. <laughs> Like, they bust out the old school, like, the old school, like, mech from Soccer Wars 1. There's even a bit where, like, the character from Soccer Soccer Wars 1 has a flashback to the original Sakura because she's like, ah, the countenance of this Sakura, it's just like the Sakura I knew. And it's like, you know, they're they're leaning into all that good, like, 90s anime mecha schlock. And... You know, like, there's a great part where it's the old museum piece, and it's like, ah, you're you're pushing it too hard, it's overheating, right? Like, and of course, at the, you know, and, and it breaks down because just, ah, she's fighting too hard with the old museum piece, right? And then, uh, you know, the, the, the mission the controls prototype. like, yeah, they're like, it's time to use the prototype. And, you know, they're like, ma'am, the prototype, you can't mean the prototype, it's it might, not done. It might drain all of her spirit power. Right, we haven't finished testing. And they're like, it's like, it doesn't matter, we have to save Tokyo or whatever. And, and so, they launch that with the same catapult at the ship again. <laughs> and, you know, they she launch, gets into they that launch one. the lamer-looking mech. <laughs> 
Yeah, I gotta be honest, the Super Prototype looks even lamer than the OG, <laughs> like, Soccer Wars. Like the, oh, I love the OG Soccer Wars mechs. They're, like, I'm not usually a big fan of Steampunk, but I love their design. I think that the modern Soccer Wars mechs are, they're okay, but they're a little too, like, modern anime vibe. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, the, the, the new prototype itself kind of sucks, but, you know, she gets into it and she does the classic, like, you know, like... <laughs> and five guys explode... Right, right, and or, or it's like it's like it's not turning on yet because it needs so much spirit energy to power up, right? Like they're, by they're the really way, checking all the boxes. Yeah, here yeah. Like by the way, these mechs need spirit energy. I'm sure you know this, Joe, as, as as someone who's yes, played that, the game. Yes, that much I know. And right, and so she's like, "Oh, boo, please hear my cry!" And you know, the, the eye flashes like quick boing. You know, it's like, oh, it's so good. But and here's the problem, though, right? Like took tw- like t- took ten episodes. It's episode 10, dog. We we suffered through 9 episodes of this shit to finally get here. It's it's a little too it's a little too little too late and you know, we're having a good time, but like it's just it's it's it just it, it, in a lot of ways again, Jell, we're going to Maybe one of these days we need to get you and Chris on the same podcast so we can just yeah, Maybe inter- someday I'll actually play the game. We again, can we yeah. can interrogate you about this game, but like at least for us who watch the anime, it continues to be kind of the problem with the identity of modern soccer wars, which is plot like Meyer. <laughs> or go ahead. Oh, I was just like, it's it's this beloved, long-standing '90s anime franchise, right? But it just takes itself a little bit too seriously most it's of like the time. It's like they're afraid to go for the same vibe, almost. Yeah, like. It, it's yeah. It's almost like they're afraid of being that goofy. When like, the goofy is know. what would sell us on <laughs> exactly right. When when you just shot six robots with a giant crossbow into space or something. Like, right. Like yeah, you felt it's... like you need to build up to this like level of schlock when this level of schlock should be your baseline. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. And again, maybe that's being nitpicky, but you know, it's just. It's one of those things of like we're having a we're having a pretty good time with it now, but like it's just a shame it took that long to build up. Right. But well, at least you got some payoff sure. out of it, right? Like it could have been worse. Yeah, we could have gotten no payoff like it's saying yesterday for me. <laughs> there there's a transition. Zing. Oh man, shots fired. <laughs> Ooh. Um uh, so yes, yeah, sing sing yesterday for me. Continues um, to be what it is. Ar- Artemis, did you officially drop it since last time we talked? Me? Or have you? No, I'm still. I'm still it? going. You're still going. Yeah. Okay. Um. Nobody in this show deserves oh, anybody else in this show. Maybe Crow Girl, but also I don't understand why she likes the dude. So. I don't understand yeah, why she's... anyone likes anyone. Right. Like I can kind of get yeah, safety so... for the kid, but also that's an unhealthy fixation, dude. That that yeah. is a, that is a but, very but unhealthy she's relationship. She's just encouraging, like. Let me come to your Seemingly house and Christmas for, and cook you dinner and then oh. blue ball you. <laughs> and, and, and just unhealthy relationships like uh. that. Because the, the teacher is supposed to be like the mature one, right? She's supposed to be sure. the, the one who's got her life together and makes like reasonably good decisions. And then she's leading on two different guys. <laughs> she's like kind of the worst. She's just stringing people along <laughs> and then when it doesn't suit her doesn't it doesn't suit her anymore stops and then picks up again because she decided actually no she does want like 
Yep. It's she's actually the worst character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um yeah, everybody's Shout out to the dudes uh friends who are a couple. He doesn't deserve them. Uh, yes, his friend and his <laughs> yeah. and his friend's wife who are trying to help him out, and right set up. They they are willing to have a Christmas party and invite one guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, they're that's a really nice couple because I feel they're like, like bring your girlfriend, bring the girl you like, man. It's cool. The, the we're, sacrifice we're doing our best to help you. Yeah, I was Christmas gonna say, Eve man, for, I, uh... I, fuck, man, I, I don't know if I, even I got friends that nice, like, you know, that are that are uh, in relationships, right? Like, you know, you, you know, as a friend, you kind of get like, all right, man, my best bro wants to spend Christmas with his girlfriend. That's cool. I'll go drink or something. So like, but when he and his girlfriend are like, we'll bring you along, and you're like, no, please like, stop. Like be in his wingman with the express purpose of trying to you up with someone else with the hook girl you, up you with like the, the girl you like or something. Yeah, man, that's, those people are saints. They sound like <laughs> saints. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say with this show anymore, <laughs> it's, guys. It seems to be uh, what it is. I think so. I think what they're I I think what's going to happen, or what I hope happens, is they keep pushing main guy and teacher girl together uh-huh. but every time they are like on the verge of actually hooking up they both are almost like can't stand to be near each uh-huh. other <laughs> which i'm trying to, i'm debating whether their lack of romantic chemistry is bad writing or intentional i mean i want to think it's intentional because I feel like what they're going to do is realize that that's not happening and he's going to go after the crow girl. Yeah. I, I mean, so. both of them are spineless. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's, and that's what she, she is like telling the guys like, dude, you gave me the most half-assed Christmas president. Right. <laughs> like she keeps telling them basically like if you pushed any harder, I'd be, I'd yeah, be up she's for like, it, but you aren't, and so I'm not. Right, she's basically spelling out what he needs to do, and he's not either not getting it or whatever. But I think, again, this is part of them just not having any chemistry as human beings. I mean, that's a thing that happens. Right. Like, you, you see somebody you, you think is attractive, they're a nice person, but, like, you get once you get down to the actually dating or something, it's like... Oh, I yeah, don't like this person I, at we all. Have, we have no... Yeah. Chemistry I don't, I don't think he should be going for one girl instead of another girl. I think all of them are terrible for each other. Yes, and they none, should none go of, them, none of ways. them are in a position to have any kind of meaningful relationships in their life, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, um, the fact that they are also uh, leading on other people yeah. through all of this. I think if this show it, ends with any like definitive uh, coupling... Um, he'll get with Crow Girl, but I think that's the direction they're headed. But I don't know also, if they'll even go yeah, that far. Right. Like they're at least gonna swing the pendulum in that direction to try to you know keep things interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't she'll know. get with Safety Pin Kid. I don't know. <laughs> that would, that I'm so, yeah. That whole situation is just. Mess. <laughs> 
it's yeah it's it's, it's just not it's not okay it's just not appropriate <laughs> it's not it's not and no like, one seems to realize it like no right, one like, no one is saying like the one time the teacher like is cooking and and, and she has like an inner monologue where she's sort of you know oh maybe i shouldn't yeah and i'm like come around here you're right and then she right. just continues doing it. Like, what? Uh, I did think it was funny in the last bit when he he's drawing her picture. He's like, "Oh, why don't you tug your shirt down a little to make it sexier?" And and I'm like, "That would be." And she's wearing like the like the thickest turtleneck I've ever seen right. in my entire life. And I'm like, How does that even work? But uh. I think yeah, he was just but, like making a bad joke. To be fair, but right, but, yeah, I, uh, yeah. But yeah, she I gets don't... offended and, and goes off. But then continues making dinner for him like nothing ever <sighs> happened. Like this is right, like oh, completely irresponsible thing for her, an adult woman, to be doing. Yes. Oh, but his brother um... and and the and the anime is making it out. Like I think anyway, the anime is making it out as though she is in the right as though she is the mature one and is making correct decisions with her life and is, you know, the ideal match for whoever. I don't think anybody in the show is making good decisions. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I will say at least, no, at least, the, the, at least our main the character. The photographer guy that left for one episode, he made, he made the right sure. decision. Yeah. At least our main character is now working in a photography studio instead of part-time in a convenience store. So that's sure. like something, I guess, a thing progress. that happened. But other than that, Oh, what was um, what was up for that one scene in the cafe where the the lady that uh, runs the cafe or whatever just had some I mean, guy come in? I had no idea who he was. Going on. <laughs> but w- was he supposed to be somebody we I don't know? Think so I don't. Or they have just gi- have they just given up on like the anime viewers knowing what's going on? I or assume, something? I just Cause... assumed it was like her boyfriend or something. Because the other thing is like like a lot of the, the men in the show just all look the same anyway. I thought it was the main guy. At, I thought it was the main guy at first, and then like I, I had to like piece together. Oh, this is a different guy that knows this lady. I thought, and I I no thought for a second it was the other photography guy, and then I realized it was not. And it's just literally some guy we've never seen before that they felt was important enough to have that little like an old flame scene or something. In there yeah, yeah. That had nothing to do with anything going on. Like I don't know if that was like a shout out to people reading the manga or something. I don't or just know. the most unsubtle introduction of a new character. Right. Ever. Yeah. So <sighs> I don't know. Like I say every week, we're committed now, though. It's no turning back. Right. Shall we move on to the other? <laughs> we're show? only like halfway through. Uh, dysfunctional people. Uh-huh. Are we as committed? Yeah. Let's as talk another. Let's talk about another show career. about dysfunctional people in their twenties. <laughs> um. We've listened to me. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll wrap things up with that. Artemis, did you watch it? Because you said you were I saw. Gonna... I saw the first episode, and it was okay. Like, I, I can't... Like, I, it was fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know I, I I should probably give it, like, more than one episode. And I, I might have, but also there was other stuff going on, and I was just not in the mood, and then mm-hmm. I just didn't. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's understandable. Um... And as time goes on, I feel like this show may be an acquired taste more so than a show for everyone. Yeah, I think I, I think I could agree with that. Like it's because I love it, but it's very. <laughs> just want to see this person continuously fuck up their own it, life. It, it has a very in, 
kind of intentionally abrasive personality, like the show itself. Like, yeah, I I don't know how to. I don't really have anything to compare it to. It's very yeah I, different. Um, like there, we've watched a lot of anime about intentionally like bad dysfunctional people, but Wave is kind of unique in that regard, right? It's it's. It doesn't have, like, the same tone and presentation yeah. as your typical anime comedy about this kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, maybe it's just And like there's a... just also just weird, random <laughs> things that happen to Right, you right. It, it definitely... are difficult to process sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a surreal streak sometimes, too. But, uh, yeah, to yeah. kind of get into it, uh, I think episode 9 and 10, I mean, you know, kind of are kind of setting up what appears to be what will be, like, the, you know, the closest thing this show has to an, uh, a final arc, I guess. At least right. for, for now with the anime. Like, uh, she met up with her old boyfriend who basically stole a bunch of money from her. Uh, right. right. He was the subject of the original rant yes. you see in yeah. episode one. Yeah, right? the things that kick off the events of the as, anime to begin As they, like, and then they're using... And also, apparently, the guy that was about to be murdered. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yes, that too. <laughs> and they're going to uh, use, like, this as a basis for a live radio drama... Yeah, and, I, you know, there's always some really good bits at the start, right, where, like, you know, there's the bit where, like, Minara is Googling how to purchase a gun in Japan. It's <laughs> uh, a kill this fucking asshole. Kill yeah. yeah, and, like, you know, asking to bring the recorder along so she can basically dox the guy. But, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, but I think episode 9 is a really interesting example, I think, of intentionally putting the viewer in a really uncomfortable position right up until the moment where it's almost unbearable and then right. gives you the payoff that makes that discomfort worth it. Yes. Because episode nine is basically just like 15 minutes of Minari's ex just negging her. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Just... So, so he comes back to try to meet up with her and she agrees and they kind of like go on a date or whatever. He's a and, fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. Just a, he's a, he's you a, realize he's a, he's a scumbag, and then and but she's kind of falling for it. Yeah, and and you're like, no, don't do it. It's like a slow moving train wreck. Right, right. Like you're so ready. Like you know, you know, for better or worse, Wave is one of those shows where I don't have like you know, it's not a Kaguya-sama where I have rock solid confidence in it. Right, like there is a world where I could imagine. Oh no, the final arc is like Minari gets screwed over by her ex again, and. <laughs> You know, that's bah, bah, the plot bah, development. Bah. But, but yeah, it, yeah, she just gets swept up in his pace, right? And, like, you know, in hindsight, now that we know what the payoff is, like, I can sort of appreciate them kind of... I mean, maybe maybe a little bit similar to Sing Yesterday, right? It kind of gets to this, like, well, relationships are a little irrational, right? Like, nobody can really, you know... Right. If everybody... I mean... They get a little heavy in ten when she starts talking about why she hooks up. She hooks up with uh, helpless guys because she's afraid of not being needed or something like that. Yeah, but, you know, kind of gets into like a you know some insecurities yeah. about herself, right? And like you know, a, a desire to be to do to feel needed. And it's like, you know, this is all solid stuff. I, I think it's just that like, yeah, like episode they pushed it real close to yeah, the edge. Like they, they really pushed it close. Like I was like by the end of episode nine, I was really kind of like squirming a little bit. I was like, they got to turn this around eventually, right? Like this is not going to be where this show goes. And you know, eventually we do get the payoff, and it's quite satisfying. You know, it, it's uh, where uh, Minari kind of has her own bit of like, you know, self actualization where. 
you know, she she you know she essentially clues in that like, dude hasn't changed at all, right? Like even in his attempts to make good to her, right? Even in his gestures to, uh, uh, to to uh, to to apologize for past ills, he is still, still same. Yeah, yeah, he is still exploiting other women. He is still. Uh, you know, being a shitty creep, right? And she eventually realizes that, and she's like, nah, I don't even care about the rest of the money, like, just never speak to me ever again, basically. Right. And of course, just kinda cuts things, of course things like, off the there. start of the next episode, she's like, oh god, maybe I went too far, maybe he was genuine. <laughs> right, I mean, yes, because, because it's Minari, yes. right? Of course she second guesses herself, right. of course she... And that's when they start kind of playing into her insecurities and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, 10, I, I liked 9, but it was entirely based on how they decided to end the episode. If, if they had ended up together, I don't know if I would have kept watching the right. show. I, I, could have, I, I could have brought the show right then and there if that's where it went. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, you know, they didn't. They flipped it around and it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, 10 was... How do we turn this into a radio show? Right. I mean, Ted was basically, how do we turn your torment into entertainment? Which and is... <laughs> bring in the Foley guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It felt like... It did not feel like one of their stronger episodes no, to me, if, to be honest. I mean, honestly, what it felt like to me is a setup episode, right? Right. Like, we you... spent way too much time with the sound effects guys. Yeah. And I feel like that was just somebody wanting to nerd out it's... about radio again. Um, I thought some of the Foley bits were were, were kind of was, entertaining, but it was kind of funny and interesting. Some some of it, but like definitely stretched a little too long. Um, it was a little self indulgent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, given the amount of screen time that it got. Yeah, I mean, I think the long the, the main for me the main long running bit I think with this episode was mostly just how do other people react to Minare's like struggles and misfortune essentially, right? Like right. on the radio side, you have the producers like. This is good hashtag content, right? And then you know on the on the restaurant side, right? You have uh, Nakahara um, uh, clearly being anguished by the fact that, I mean, there's a great bit, right? Where like after she gives her whole speech about how she can't help but fall in love with helpless guys because she gets to coddle them, <laughs> she asks Nakahara like, "Hey, you know, a bunch of various questions," and it turns out that Nakahara is actually a pretty reliable, competent guy, right? And does, therefore, just... does not stand a chance. Right, it just turns her off even more. <laughs> like poor uh, dude, like a, poor dude is clearly like doing his best. I, right, like at first I was a little wary of Nakahara because of some of the shit in the earlier episodes, but like you know, with the way he stands up for like you know the, you know the other girl at the restaurant in the prior episode, it's like Nakahara seems like a fundamentally decent guy, just a little bit of a, you know. A little bit of a schmuck, but like he otherwise he means well and he seems like a decent guy. But also, but by that very nature, that makes him overqualified for Minari. I guess. <laughs> did um, did I understand correctly? They had her record that whole thing just to synthesize her boyfriend's well, voice. That sounds <laughs> like, like it. Yeah. Of her boyfriend. <laughs> That's that. That was our that was our dose of weird this week. Yeah, that was maybe the most fucked up thing that happened. Where you thought week. they were just going to take that conversation and like condense it down to the radio show, which yeah. would have been fine. But but no, we're going to use that to get these old guys who somehow know how to do this advanced. Uh, sound technology uh to synthesize your boyfriend's voice and create a completely different uh 
radio drama thing. I don't know if it's going to... Are they going like a zombie thing or something? I don't know. I feel but, like they're uh, going like a horror vibe, right? A like, horror you thing. Know, you, you, like, there, know. there are a lot of horror stories, right, about like someone kills their spouse and then they keep seeing visions of their spouse haunting them later, right? right like That's right, kind right. of like a classic horror trope and I think that's where they're kind of going with this, right? Like... Right. The, uh, the 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 radio drama they're doing of her uh, murdering and burying her uh, her ex, which uh, real curious how this one turns out. I feel like I feel like in the past, um, Wave did a pretty good job of keeping the radio bits interesting and entertaining. Like yeah, you know, not just for like you know her audience, but us, you know, we the audience, and you know. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what they'll what they'll do with this one because I... yeah, we don't really see a whole lot of it this week, so that's going to be next week's. Yeah, that kind of that's what I assume. Thing, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe they didn't need an entire episode to set this up. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder if this is one of those cases of like because it's an ongoing manga, like is this they just have to pace things out right, for the is timing? This, is this just one of those classic situations of like, well. This is too long for this arc, but, like, we can't fit the next arc in, so I guess we just kind of have to make this work somehow. And, you know, yeah. sometimes that's just the way it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't I don't know at what point you stop this yeah, show. I, I, right, I mean, that's the other I, thing. I, I guess you could stop it anywhere, but is it, like, in a, like, kind of thematically satisfying point? Yeah, because, you know, uh, I... You know, I, I the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, in a weird way, it's like, you know, across this whole core, I feel like I haven't really gotten to know the cast as well as I would like, right? Like, I feel like yeah. I totally have the appetite for another 12 episodes of Wave because, you know, they do a good... There's a lot of angles left to yeah, explore. like, they do and enough... And we're not going to get them in two episodes. Right, like, they do enough with the cast. It, it's a pretty big cast, but they do a pretty good job of juggling it, and I think they do a good enough job of leaving just enough plot threads for me to be like, oh, where does that go? Or what's this relationship dynamic like? And, you know, like, even just, like, what we have now, right? Like, you have, you know, Nakahara and, and, and the girl at the restaurant and then her weirdo cult brother. And then <laughs> uh, you have the the sound engineer who's clearly, like, you know got the hots for Mizuho, who in turn seems to have the hots for a guy twice her age. Uh, I, is that what they're going with? Where they're going with that? I don't know. Is that where they're going with that? I don't, I don't know. know. She seems like weirdly into the, the old writer man, guy. Vape man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he might be three times her age, but... Yeah, would you, hmm, yeah, I don't... <laughs> huh. Yeah, that gets really weird the more you think about it. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, just there are you know, point is there are enough characters that haven't been explored yet, right? Like you know, they introduced yeah. her really early on, but like the daytime host or whatever, or like the the primetime host who right. showed up for like one episode and right. she shows up in the ED, but that's about it. <laughs> like, yeah. There's enough material here that I, I certainly would love to to see a second season. So. Yeah, I mean, it took so long to get the show off the, like, the actual radio show going. Right. Like, it's in the first episode, but that's really the middle of the season. Yeah. When we, and then we it's only been on go radio all the way like back to the start. Times. And, right. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to keep going, so it's kind of hard to see what they're going to do with two episodes left. That's going to be like satisfying. Or are we just going to be left hang- hanging, wondering? Uh, I mean. If I were a betting man, I would bet against another season of this show happening. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I, mm. I feel like this is doomed to be the sell less than 300 degrees <laughs> oh, uh, club. Yeah, probably. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. I mean, this is like, you know, you know, again, this is this is the silver spoon of, of the Blade of the Immortal put, author, right? It's his, like, less popular follow-up work. That takes place in Hokkaido. Yeah, put this on the... Uh, Glorio cult list. Yeah, Glorio cult favorite list. Yeah, the only thing, the only reason why I think it may have a chance is like I don't know if it's actually true, but I get the vibe that this show might be sponsored by like I don't know the Hokkaido Board of Tourism or something. <laughs> like it, it feels yes, like... the all powerful Hokkaido Board of Tourism. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, <laughs> like there's enough, you know, there's enough of like bits and pieces here and there where I'm like. You wouldn't have to. You don't like most. You you don't have to care this much about Hokkaido, but you're going the extra mile to like, you know, portray portray it here and there. And I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some tourism board money involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did cast a Hokkaido uh, born VA for uh, the for for Minare, right? So, I mean, that might have been just enough to get the the thing made in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about ongoing seasons, um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the end? It'd be kind of unfortunate for to, for it to just kind of have a flat, and the story goes on. Mm. But that's kind of all we have time for at this point, yeah. right? Like, yeah, probably. I don't know what else they could possibly do. So, ah, oh, well. I mean, overall. It's still a net positive show. I, I wouldn't put it at the top of my list anymore like we were in the beginning of the season, but it's it's uh, it's still good, and I appreciate it being unique. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like I said, it's an acquired taste, but I think it definitely appeals to to my sensibilities um, personally. So I feel like pretty much every single show that we've watched this season like that's still ongoing we've all changed our minds on like back in <laughs> listeners episode one we were like well this seems promising and yes. and thing yeah. yesterday for me was like man yeah we really we really support the show and you guys didn't even know what kakushigoto was and uh, I, I predict in our preview i predicted kakushigoto was going to be the worst show of the season yeah yeah and, yeah i do remember that <laughs> and uh that did not that was one of my worst predictions i think in the history of, of glorio uh. but yeah um yeah no you're right sing yesterday for me i was pretty high on i that was i was too yeah. yeah yeah i mean um, i'll say this with for wave i think it's not that like we've turned against wave it's just like it right went, it went from like maybe our personal highlight of the season to merely right. pretty good mm. yeah no i still like it a lot it's just it might it, my enthusiasm for it has dampened a little yeah, bit yeah and i mean like but it, it's it's still i still like it a lot definitely definitely um Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it then for this episode. We'll see everybody next time for summer previews. Oh boy! If I can, if I can uh, decipher what shows are actually <laughs> airing and what aren't. Um, Good luck with next that season. It feels like 
uh, things are starting to come back because I've seen some of like the dis- the 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 postponed shows saying, okay, yes, we'll be back in yeah, July or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right or coming back in a couple weeks. Yep, I'm looking forward to getting back on the No Guns Life train. And <laughs> catching but, up with Gundam Bill Divers reruns. Oh God, right. But <laughs> you know, for shows that should have been in production in the past two months. Right. They're, they're bound to be affected like by they that. Started so I think Digimon, they're going to see like, a lot from still. The I think a couple have said they're not coming back until sort of September. Jesus. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I'll try to do my homework before next episode to kind of unravel what's happening and what isn't. Because there are a lot of shows that were supposed to be happening. But obviously, um, you know, we'll that's see. not going to be the case. So we'll see. All right, so let's do our housekeeping. Check us out at theglorioblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Um, Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll see everybody next time.